0: Welcome to Couch to Coached, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch.
1: And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached.
0: And we are live. For the last time this week. Last time this week. Obey the sick of the side to me now.
1: <laughs> nah, never, never, <laughs> never. Um, last time this week, Mental Health Awareness Week, mm. it is in the books after this episode. Yeah, three episodes. Three,
0: three episodes. episodes. Can't be, they can't be, go wrong with that.
1: They have been, and you're going to listen to this one. Hopefully, don't switch off, yeah. don't skip, listen to the end because. They have been absolutely fantastic, and this one is no exception.
0: No, definitely not. It's absolutely amazing. So we'll have a listen to the mental health runner, Tom. So we're here, the third interview of Mental Health Awareness Week and... I'm really looking forward to this one as well. Uh we said that about Joe on Wednesday and really looking forward to this this podcast. he has been in the pipeline for a, a while and we've been holding it back, holding it back for mental health awareness week. Uh so we have Tom. So uh, Tom if you want to introduce yourself.
2: Hello. Uh yes, uh, I am Tom. I'm also known as the mental health runner. Um and I've Pretty really much dedicated my life outside of my day job as a mechanical engineer um, to helping people with their mental health um to hopefully inspire other people to see running as not an activity where you go for a run and be the fastest person in the world or that kind of thing it's purely you go for a run because you enjoy it um but also to try something new uh, in regards to your mental health uh, recovery and and ongoing uh, recovery
0: cool so As we are in Mental Health Awareness Week, I don't know if you want to talk about your mental health and how... I'm a mental health nurse by background, um, so I see how running benefits a lot of people. So if you want to
2: talk about your mental health and what got you into running. Yeah, sure. So um, my running background all kind of came as a fluke, to be honest, and it was a last chance um, for survival, to be completely honest. my mental health deteriorated quite significantly after my uh, i finished my degree in mechanical engineering and five years before that uh, my sadly lost my brother um who um unfortunately passed away due to cancer um but we were always a tight family and and will uh, the middle child of, of us three um was always the village idiot for us made us laugh made us giggle and was that support that i needed um right the way through school because because school was horrific um all the way from the age of four to about 17. um i was really horrifically bullied um right, okay. i used to have to hide i got beaten up quite often i'd to sprint to school run home from school um and it was the complete opposite at home you know, the home was safe you know family are fantastic mum and dad incredible people my brothers incredible people themselves and and um yeah so it all kind of came f- to fruition after my degree um and my mental health deteriorated quite significantly um to the point where i'd start to hear things i'd have these audible hallucinations mm. and it wasn't like when uh how to describe it like an internal monologue you know mm. like what am i gonna have for tea tonight or is this the right way to go home and you know those kind of things yeah. uh, it was like yourself was just shout abuse at me um quite horrific things and um, it was that real um, and then I did, again I didn't tell anyone because I just thought this is the way I was wired this is the way that maybe I'm supposed to be and uh, mental health wasn't really well discussed when I was at school no, um, no. it wasn't really anything we talked about at home and no. it wasn't something we didn't talk about because we didn't believe in it it just never came up in subject yeah. um, my whole family are uh, in the armed forces in some in some facility in some way um, so Again, I felt I couldn't open up because my dad, for example, been in every uh, conflict the UK's been in since the Falklands War. Mm. So I felt I couldn't open up because he might have gone through his own problems and my problems won't level up to what he might be experiencing. Um, So again, yeah, it it got worse where I'd then start to um, lose control. I'd enter psychosis where these voices would tell me to smash windows, rip doors off hinges smashed the house up um and, and even to, to self-harm and it wasn't like a i've made myself do it this thing had control of me this mm. entity had control and um it led me down a really dark path um later on um unfortunately where um before that point i then started to see things so these would be things real as if as if i'm looking at you right now yeah um, yeah it was um I'd see my brother. I'd see my brother who sadly passed away. Um, but I'd be looking him square in the eyes. It was mm-hmm. that real. It wasn't like when you're tired, you see something in the corner of your, your mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. I was staring point blank at him. Um, and then, yeah, unfortunately, from, from that point, um, my partner, Amber, who who is incredible, my, my wife, um, her bags were packed and she was literally walking out the, the door because... I put her through hell. She didn't sign up Mm. for this when she when she um, became a partner, and you know I got on both my knees, grabbed her by the hands, and I just begged for her to stay. And being the incredible person she is, she just said yes. You know I'll stay, but you've got to get some help. Mm. So next day went to my GP, and then I was signed off work, Um, and I got that umbrella diagnosis of depression. And it was the first time where I knew something was wrong. Then. And I saw it as, like, my engine light has come on on my dashboard. Yeah. Um, And that's because of my engineering background. That's how I saw it. Yeah. So I then opened up some friends uh, who I had from university, and they were fantastic because I showed them all the scars I've still got on my hands, um, told them everything that was going on. And unfortunately, they saw my psychosis firsthand. And then my life would turn upside down again, where I then entered cyberbullying, where um, I then all my friends, a bar about two or three, just gave me abuse, um, much like being at school. Mm-hmm. Um, it came through to my laptop, my phone, and showing me age a bit. When I was when I was at school, we just got MySpace, so we never had <laughs> yeah. we never had like TikTok or Twitter or. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and things it was just MySpace and you know, the worst decision I had on MySpace was what song I'm going to have in my profile you know that, that's <laughs> uh, that's uh, how long ago it was um, and uh, yeah so this time I couldn't escape and it led me down a path where I then self-harmed um, mm-hmm. to the point where you know I, I attempt to take my life quite often um, quite often as well I would go to A&E uh, twice or three times in the same day um purely because I just try and take my life and mm. it it was a really bad time. And that was about like I said, it wasn't just one instance of like three times or two times in one night or one day. This was my life for about a year. Um mm. I just didn't want to be here and I tried my hardest through every single means possible. Well, I'll let your imagination play with that. Um, to not be here. because I really yeah. don't want to be here. Um, Tom,
1: can I can I just ask you something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go you've for got, it. Yeah, yeah. You've got um I noticed a fantastic website, which makes a lot of uh, open admissions to these things. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I think it's fantastic that you raise an awareness through not only obviously doing talks and stuff like that, but obviously laying all this information out in black and white online. This is 2015 for the listeners that haven't been on the website. Is that correct? Or is this all sort of the build up to 2015?
2: Yeah, so it's 2015 where I was actively trying to take my life basically that's how long i got um my mental health battle restarted in 2014 where that was when i graduated and like i said my head just went oh by the way deal with this stuff now and then yeah it's like everything like i said from school from uni from my brother's passing and that lot it just all came to uh fruition yeah that's it yeah and it just became a constant battle um and then by some miraculous hope, I found running. <laughs> um, and and it was a pure fluke. Um my partner was going to, or well, I'll use her name, Amber, was going to um some carer sessions by the charity Rethink. And we um I'd I'd take her, I'd sit in the car, let her do her thing, and then come back. And she said to me one day, look, we want to get you in the same room with other people who, who might be suffering. And you know, I laughed in her face and even to this day, her face, as she burst into tears, um, haunts me. It does. It, it really does haunt me because she really wanted to try something new. Mm. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this for you because I've put you through hell. I need to do something for you. Yeah. And I'm really glad I did because I met this guy called David, and he has the same diagnosis as I have. So at this point, I was formally diagnosed through my psychiatrist Um, with social anxiety disorder PTSD and uh, borderline personality disorder yeah and this guy uh, was a mechanical engineering apprentice like where I started out Mm, Um, he then graduated university started his own business and basically was one of the contractors to help build the Burj Khalifa the the biggest building in the planet Mm. and that was the seed that I needed of if he did that with the same diagnosis as I have, what's stopping me from doing something incredible? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I literally turned to Amber, said, what can I do? You're right about this. What can I do now? And she bought me a pair, a six-pound pair of trainers from Primer. Um <laughs> a, still got on Still got them. Yeah, they <laughs> <my cupboard>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still in my cupboard. Um, and a really bad pair of um, headphones um, from Poundland. And I can tell you now, I did not keep them. They didn't even last one run. Um, I think they gave me tinnitus more than just the loud music did. Um, and, you better off yeah, running
1: without music anyway. I'm a firm well, believer that.
2: That's it, yeah. Just podcasts. <laughs> so. I was going to say podcast about it. Yeah, <laughs> podcasts. That's it, exactly. Um, and yeah, that that first run, it it really did nearly kill me. Um, you know, I nearly passed out. I'd literally just run down the bottom of the street. Um, I was 26 and a half stone. I was about 150 kilos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked back thinking to myself, why did I do that? What what's benefits is going to give me? By the time I got home and sat down and realized what I did, I felt incredible. And I really mm-hmm. had that um that run happy vitamin you know what I mean that really that yeah that buzz smile, that buzz yeah so I thought oh, where can I go with this and I literally googled 10k and the first one that came up was rochdale 10k and um rochdale has a special place in my heart cuz it's where my dad's from mm. um I'm a firm lifelong supporter for my sins of rochdale football club Ooh. um and uh i'm a man City fan. he's a villa fan <laughs> oh that's right and that's yeah <laughs> at least uh at least, there's two teams in the uh in the football league now that... <laughs> um yeah so i thought well this is my fresh start let's give it a go and you know um it took me two hours to do 10k uh where i live in lincoln it is flat so yeah. a hill to me is a very small incline um <laughs> rochdale especially manchester way obviously at the foot of the pennines so everything is a hill (laughs) Um, and yeah i I felt incredible afterwards and that that feeling of just being free and just being level-headed for the first time in so long um just started this passion and i thought you know what let's let's see where i can go let's go for it um so in about seven months you know i started to eat a bit healthier um, I'm pretty sure Just Eat may have nearly gone out of business because I stopped ordering <laughs> takeaway. Um,
1: Don't worry, I'm putting them back in business. <laughs> <doesn't sound> <laughs> a- <laughs>
2: um, and then, yes, yeah, so I eating healthier, went out for a run, looked after myself um, a bit better. You know, I started to wash, look after myself, a bit better. You know, open the curtains, make the bed, kind of stuff. Mm. And, which
0: which, yeah. to be fair is something that sounds quite minuscule but when you're going through something like anxiety depression yeah that is a big thing to do that oh, kind massive. of thing when you, people say wash and dress and opening the curtains making your bed that is yeah. a huge thing
2: so yeah it, yeah yeah and it's even to this day when i'm struggling with my mental health again to this day that's the first thing that goes out the window and it's one thing I've identified, you know, I won't make the bed when I get up. You know, there might be a couple of days where I should probably go for a wash, but I think, ah, sorry, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes, you know what I mean? Those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, and it is a massive, massive thing in, in mental illness. One thing to see as a as a, as a trigger and a, mm-hmm. a point where you know you need to get some help. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I, I just kept running. Um, in about seven months, I'd lost um, about seven stone. Wow, am about 50 kilos and I felt incredible. I felt so much healthier in myself. I had a positive outlook for the first Mm -hmm. time in in a very long time. I was challenging myself thinking, what can I do now? And it just then erupted into this massive thing. So that's where I started Mental Health Runner, um, where, you know, I wish I had something like I went through someone who could say, I did this, give it a go um, when I was struggling. So that's kind of why I started it, was to go, look, I've done this thing. Let's see what people may take some inspiration from it. They might get some pointers from it, see what happens. And, um, yeah, from there, um, I went on to run the London Marathon. Um, that I, I got in doing a, a charity space. Okay. So I contacted the Mental Health Foundation and told them about what I've achieved, is weight loss. And they literally replied with, hi, Tom, do you really want something big? Mm-hmm. kind regards such and such so i replied one word yes full stop um and then yeah they entered me into the london marathon that year <laughs> that's, that's um, Yeah. <laughs> that's a big
0: step big step that's
2: it yeah yeah straight from a 10k and i thought well you know let's go let's let's give it a go let's see what happens and and i loved every single second of it it, it was incredible um it yeah. really was um and then like i said yeah from there i learned that for me running isn't just going for a run and being the fastest person or having to beat personal best. For me, it, it's it, it's mostly like a way of life for me, mm-hmm. uh, in a way. And what I mean by that is it's it keeps me level. It keeps me grounded. It makes me happy. I can jump around and pretend to sing and stuff and sing really bad songs and yeah, just be in that place, my bubble. Um, it just keeps me so happy. Um, and, and, you know, I still have my challenges. You know, I've, I've signed up to Race the Stones this year. Um, so I'm still building on those challenges. But, yeah, just again, I'm, I've never been a person where I must do a 10K in under an hour. Mm. Um, I'm a person of, I want to do a 10K, let's do a 10K. Um, and that's kind of what I want people to hopefully see running as is, as a stereotypical runner, people are always trying to be the fastest, and you're like, you know, your your koji's and your Mo Farahs and people like that. Yeah, it's not just about that. It's about your enjoyment. Yes, yeah. it's like that of anything. For for me, I couldn't do something that I could didn't enjoy, mm-hmm. um because I lo- I'd, I'd love what I do. And how many
1: times a week do you run at the moment? Or was it sort of like every, when you started? It was like every other couple of days, or as and when you feel. Or was, obviously, we asked we asked uh, Joe this in in uh, the the second Mental Health Awareness Week episode, and um, talked about what happens when you can't run through injuries and stuff like that. It, yeah, yeah. How does that affect you now? Have you gone through any injuries and stuff?
2: Yeah, so that's so a funny enough. I nearly broke my foot um, about three weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> um, I dropped something heavy on on my foot and uh, annoyingly it it bounced off my steel toe cap, but then bounced on the rest of my foot. <laughs> um so uh yeah and it it is a struggle I'm not going to lie you know there there's times where I have to just think you know what well, I need to take time out now I need my body to recover. Um and there, there's things that I'd do that I'd learn through Journaling basically, um, things that I enjoy, so I, I do the odd really bad painting. Um, I like my graphic novels, so things like Marvel Comics and things like that. I love those kind of things. Um,
1: and I've, a, I've got a guitar in the background there as well, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, this is actually my brother's guitar, this, um, the one that sadly passed away. Uh, he taught me how to play guitar. Um, so every so often, yeah. I'll play some songs bring up a couple of tabs and some chords and just learn a song and just
1: we won't yeah, ask you to do it on the
2: show don't we that's right it, <laughs> it, it, won't, it won't be pretty trust me
1: <laughs>
2: um and uh yes yeah, so i have learned i've got my own care as it were i think that's a very important step is obviously running is it is a physical activity and if you get injured you know you have to look after yourself if you don't mm. look after yourself you could make yourself worse off further down the line. Yeah. So for me, I understand that I need to have that rest and I have learned my own coping strategies. Um, even if it is um, with some advice from a doctor, can I go for regular walks? And even if it is just round the block, um, you know, those kind of things, um, just to keep them kind of ticking over. Um, but yeah, running, like I said, running for me has been my massive, it's not just been a um recovery tool it has been a, a way of life it, I, I would not be here if it wasn't for my wife um and and for running it's, it's simple mm. as really when i look back it really is um it's been such a massive step in my in my program and and looking after myself is she a runner um, no uh well she has joined me before on uh, on lincoln 10k um but she w- didn't enjoy it as much as I did <laughs> Bless mm-hmm. but it's not for everyone is it you know it's one of those no. things it's, it, everyone has their own likes and dislikes um, and you know she every so often she'll join us she go, we'll go out for like long walks and you know water dogs um, uh, over, the, over the Viking Way so um, uh, the Viking Way is literally at our footstep um, that goes from Hull down to Rutland which is about 170 miles and it's all a trail so it's it's lovely, just take the dogs for a walk and do our little thing. Um but yeah, she's into it. She's she's good into her cycling. She she prefers a cycling. So
0: I notice you're wearing Brooks on your t-shirt. Yes. Yep. And uh Brooks, if you're listening, I'm more than happy for a sponsor. Uh, we always say that. <laughs> we we always say that
2: on every single episode. So talk talk to us about the Run Happy team. Yeah, so um the Run Happy team I've been a member since uh since the well just before the first lockdown um in 2019 or 2020 uh one, it one of it. them yeah, it, yeah yeah it was, it's it was almost
0: into one with and that's it yeah that those years that, um, pe- it, that, that period of time yeah it like <laughs> three years worth
2: yeah yeah and uh yeah and it, yeah just the absolutely fantastic people um for me being part of the brun happy team it isn't just and i'm very much all of us we all have our our niches for want of a better word. So we all have our little specialisms, I like to call mm-hmm. it. So for me, uh, I like to go for a run for my, my mental health. You know, there's no pace, there's no time. It's just me and going mm-hmm. out for a run. Yeah. There's other people who are very like passionate about uh, wanting to progress uh, in running. So there's quite a few people who are um, team, um, team, uh, team GB mm-hmm. um, runners. And, um, like uh, triathlon runners and people like that yeah. and, and then there's other people who've run for because they've got their own run club and they've got their own ideas and such about running and like I said everyone has their their own market is the wrong word but I think niche kind of for again one of a better phrase is everyone has their kind of platform that's a better yeah. phrase yeah um, yeah and I, I've known because of my social anxiety and obviously going from a massive group of friends to then the whole turn on me to a point where I attempt to take my life every day. Um, I was very worried about going into this group who are already quite established mm. and being an outsider essentially. Mm. And since day one, everyone's been incredible. It's been massive for my own Development in my own anxiety. Mm-hmm. I still struggle with it. Um, I still struggle with my anxiety quite often, but it's great to know that I've got a great, solid group of friends. We all have the same loves, you know, we're all runners in some capacity, um, and we all support one another. We all understand what it's like to start from the beginning. We all know what it's like to be at a hard point, be at a good point. Um, and of course, Brooks, uh, Brooks Running UK look after us tremendously it has to be said um, and yeah it's, it's just a fantastic fantastic team to be part of I'm very lucky to be part of it but I'm very honoured and humble to be to be part of it because I know I, I appreciate a lot of people Um, would love to be in in that position in
1: in terms of how you got into that tom because i think correct me if i'm wrong sometimes you have to apply to be an ambassador they maybe approach you depending on things like that from somebody that went through cyberbullying, um obviously it's a a large part of it is a social media presence as well that must have been quite a difficult step for you i guess to put yourself out there because they they must be looking for somebody that's going to be being on social media, you've developed a social media presence, but that must have been quite difficult for you.
2: Yeah, it was. It was was very difficult. It was when I started Mental Health Runner, um, where I started my Instagram account. Um, If you were to go back through the 1500 photos, you'll see photos from me being at university. Um, So it is my personal Instagram account, although it Mm. is kind of in some regards a business. Um, And yeah, it it was very difficult to make that change from sursmudge125, to mental health runner and then have all these uh again incredible people who I spoke to like yourselves on Instagram, but people who I don't know and strangers who are watching my content and mm. are watching from afar. So it is very difficult, even to this day, when I post something, I have to go through everything three times just to make sure that I'm coming across the way that I want to come across to be yeah. my, my true self, as it were. Yeah. Um I mean at the time I, I was had about uh, I think it was just under a thousand followers. Um, and the the Brooks leader at the time um, approached me and said, you know, we'd love what you're doing with this and your ideas and your concepts. Um, yeah. Would you like to be part of it? And so I thought, well, you know, let's, let's give it a go. You know, it's where things like when I went to that carer session with with Amber, um, that, that, that was very much a, well, let's, let's see, you know, worst case scenario is I don't like it. And I will mm-hmm. say sorry, it's, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, ever since then, it's it's been incredible, and it must um, be a massive yeah.
1: confidence boost to get oh, somebody on the other end of what you went through to sort of say, "Look, we love what you're doing, and let's get you on board," and to to grow what you've done through that as well. I think it's fa- it's fantastic. I've looked, I've had a quick look at some of the content there before we jumped on here and yesterday, and I think it, it comes across incredibly well. It really does.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> I'm, it I'm, does.
1: <laughs> it does, and that's the reason <laughs> really? why
0: I was really keen for you to come onto the podcast because I've been. Again, I say this to every guest. I haven't been stalking you. Don't worry. He has. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been watching you on, on on Instagram, and it is something that has come across really really well. And obviously, I know the running side of it and the mental health side. I've got an interest in that anyway because obviously working in mental health. Yeah, and that's the reason why we want to do something around mental health awareness. So it's, but it, has, it does come across really really well
1: it's Ooh, in the middle yeah, of the it's in the middle of the night time when you get a, a like on one of your posts from three years ago that that's rob he's definitely <laughs> yeah. stalking yeah he fell asleep and he sleeps he double taps that's what he,
2: did.
0: <laughs> he paints me this paints this picture that we're out of stalking okay. i i say to all the guests that i've, I've been following on instagram and i that's genuinely what you, do
1: that's what you get for calling me a dodgy brummy lad in the first episode <laughs> <laughs>
2: still to come on this episode of the couch to coach running podcast open up a conversation with a loved one friend or whoever and just say look i'm struggling i'm not doing well Mm. Um, and i think as soon as we talk about that you know we we set that ground that foundation for the next generation to come through and i think it's very very important
0: the couch to coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download.
1: Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember
0: to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and TikTok, just search for Couch2Coached. <laughs> so, Tom, what's the target in the future now? So, what's the next thing for Tom and mental health running?
2: Uh, next thing for me is, um, to be honest with you, is just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I know that sounds really boring, no, no but it's just for me it's just existing it is it is just being myself yeah um in regards to a goal um my latest one like i said i'm doing race the stones this year yeah um with the it was supposed to be with my best friend and um, but unfortunately she um she lost her, her life to a uh, completed suicide bless her um uh she's going through a horrible horrible time and it you know we we tried everything but there's mm. you know only so much you can do and um it's been a very very hard year uh, mm. of course but um yeah my goal this year is not just to run it for me but for run it for both of us yeah um and not just do what i want to do but i really want to live um live with her memory on um because she was massive about mental health and had her own running account and things like that and um yeah i want to run and be an online presence for other people who might be struggling but like i said i want to do it just not just for me but for for jess mm. um and as long as i know that i'm doing her proud that is kind of my driver for for quite a lot of stuff um and of course obviously if i'm going to be massively grand i want to be the best Public speaker, well-travelled, live in America, live in Beverly Hills, and <laughs> good target to have. Good target yeah.
1: to have. I think you've ticked you've ticked off a few of those things already. Um, I think you could definitely just the Beverly say Hills that. to go. Yeah, just the Beverly Hills. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking again on your website. Uh, one of the things that really interests me because I've recently got into, um, basically, starting teaching children athletics and working with kids, um, sure. and I, I can. Um, empathise as to how difficult that is at times, but you're going into schools talking about mental health to children?
2: Yeah, yeah, so... What um,
1: age are we talking?
2: uh, It's secondary school. Um, Secondary school from year seven onwards to 11 years old. That is,
0: and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's a really important factor because, like you say, when we were younger... When, when I used to go to secondary school or or primary school, or even high school, there was no talk about mental health. No. There was no mention of it, and you would just Same. get on with it until, until the point of where you are suffering with your mental health. That is when you start to establish and find out more information. So speaking at schools is really important.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really, I, I can't stress it enough how again, I'm not just trying to sell myself to hopefully get clients.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> sell yourself. Um, Absolutely sell yourself. Sell away. Sell away. Sell yourself. Absolutely sell yourself.
2: Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's incredibly important for someone to come in and just like, like we're having a discussion now and just lay it on the line and go, you know, mm-hmm. this is what happened to me. You know, I don't, I don't see myself as anything different. I'm, I'm a human being who's gone through a bad time, who just wants to help people. Mm-hmm. And I just see it as, you know, if I talk about my story, about how I'm still here, um, whether it be luck or not, um, hopefully the younger people who might be going through what I did, whether it be bullying or whether it go through their own anxiety issues or depression or things like that, hopefully it'll just start the conversation sooner for that one person to either seek help from school Mm -hmm. or to just open up a conversation with a loved one friend or whoever just say look i am struggling i'm not doing well Mm. um and i think as soon as we talk about that you know we we set that ground that foundation for the next generation to come through um and i think it's very very important
1: do you do you think if if someone was doing what you're doing when you were struggling at school things would have been different for you do you think yes Yeah. yeah
2: yeah definitely and again i'm not just trying to blow blow smoke as it were. Um I, I genuinely think it's very important. i I if someone just came in and talked about mental health just candidly and talked about it, um it would be so different so much different. It really would I, I know it would. Um because I'd learn what they did uh, to help and to cope and and even notice things when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. For me, obviously as you're a teenager, you know you have dirty plates laying on the floor and you know you don't open your curtains and and things like that. And sometimes i'm not saying it is but sometimes it's not just about being a teenager it is maybe that person struggling mm. and if i'd have known that sooner mm. then i don't know perhaps i'd have spoken to my dad maybe i would have mm. spoken to my, uh, my brothers about what's going on
0: mm. and i, and I think it's more important more important now in this day and age because of social media and youngsters Having that platform where they can go onto social media and, like you've been talking about, the cyber bullying is more prevalent nowadays as well. So, having that yeah, opportunity exactly. to talk about mental health is a really important factor. So, if they are struggling and they are being bullied, if they've been bullied on, on online or in person, it's about having the opportunity to talk about it and nipping it in the bud almost. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it doesn't progress to. To the point, like I was, where I didn't yeah. trust anyone, even the teachers. Yeah. Because I, at one point, I even thought they were in on it. That's how bad it was. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's, it's not that case.
1: So yeah. Tom, if if someone's listening to, I mean, someone's listening to this show. I hope people are listening to it. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking to ourselves since November. If there isn't, um, you, you, I mean, you've got your website. You're an author. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah, um, yeah. But your Instagram following. I'm looking on your website now. You've got a blog. There's so yeah. much stuff that this is an opportunity to sell yourself. So if somebody is um, listening to this, having their own mental health um, difficulties at the moment, what advice would you give them, and where can they go to get some help?
2: So um, the best advice is right now, if you're listening to this podcast and you are struggling, the best thing I can say is have a look on Google and type in what you're feeling with Ted talk at the end, because you will see someone talking about that. I guarantee it. Um, and then you'll learn straight away from someone else who may be feeling that way. And you will not feel alone. Um, if you do need to get some further help and you know, I, I say this to everyone is there's no shame talking to your doctor You're going to go to a GP, book an appointment and go something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, to get the help you need is, is, such a massive step in your own recovery and just identifying yourself, even if it is now you're listening to the podcast and going, okay, I will listen to a Ted talk. I have identified there's something wrong. That's the biggest, smallest step you will ever take is, is what I call it. The biggest, smallest step. Yeah. Cause the hardest thing for me was identifying there was something wrong. It was something I needed to get help with. And yeah. that was the biggest point for me. Okay. I will get some help now. Mm. So believe in yourself and also have with, uh, be ready to win the small battles, but like we've mm-hmm. said, if it is open. The curtains. If it's taken one step out the front door, or if anything, if, if it is just saying to someone, "Can I talk to you?" I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, fantastic. That's brilliant. Um, but you, if I can do it, trust me, anyone can do it, and there is hope out there. No matter how isolated or lonely you may feel, anyone can do it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say it's easy, but I trust. I promise you, you can do it. And if there's anything that I can go by, you'll have one hell of a story to tell afterwards.
1: Amazing. And get yourself some six-pound pairs of trainers from uh, Sports Direct. Um, the sounds that's of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? If so, please visit www.benrussellfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks
0: very much. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Talk about your PBs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, what should, so what are your PBs for 5K, 10K, half marathon and marathon?
1: It's, it's a question we ask all our guests as well. Yes, a that's
2: fine. Um, so yeah, when I was looking for PBs, um, my 5K uh, is 19 minutes, 45 seconds. Wow. Sub 20. Um, sub 20. Um, wow. My fastest 10K was a 40, I think it's 48 minutes. I can't remember the seconds. No, 48 minutes. Um half marathon um two hours and three seconds which does my head in
0: oh. <laughs>
2: it's it's <is laughs> awful to see that on my little board I've got in my in my games room I hate it so much <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I've just done, my... not,
0: not to rub it in any, any time no, but no, no, i no. just run a sub two hour That's my, that's been my long term goal is to run a sub two hour and nearly a couple of weeks ago I've got 159.04 so no, not to rub it in
2: no, no 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 um, that's fine I'll see how it is <laughs> Still, yeah, yeah, appreciate sure that. <laughs> um and then yeah, marathon was I got that London marathon, that was five hours and two minutes. Awesome,
0: fantastic. Are you is there any goals to run another marathon
2: or another half marathon or Yeah, so it's just as they come up and when I'm free is just yeah. whatever I fancy. Um for me I really do like exploring. So yeah. No disrespect to like the Lincoln half-marathon or Lincoln 10K, Yeah, it, it, it's home. It's I live yeah. just outside the city, so I've seen it every day. For me, it's just another run. Whereas other runs, um, so I've been down in London, did one, did one around Olympic Park, um, was fantastic. And other places around the UK, around London, mm. um, around Wales, I've been to Ireland, did um, a half-marathon in Ireland. Um, yeah, fantastic. Just to just see the world, really. And I, I love adventure. Mm adventure, I love exploring. So is there a half um, marathon in Beverly Hills? Um if not, I could start oh actually, funny you say that. There is. <laughs> there is. Yeah. When uh, when me and my wife got married, uh, we went to Beverly we we stayed in LA and we stayed in yeah. Beverly Hills. And there was a, the roads were closed and we didn't understand why. And it was, right. there was a road race going on and there is a oh. half marathon there. Yeah. There you go then. So, yeah, that's, that's got it. to
1: be ticked off. That's got to be that's it. <laughs> well, In episode one of the, uh, these, these special episodes, Dave, uh, who we had on, who's the, the guy in the military police, he was trying to rope us all in together to do a, a mental health uh, charity run for yeah. Manchester Marathon. So if that nice. if that if that happens, Tom, expect another email in your inbox. Yeah, meet <laughs> no, yeah. no, no yeah. meetup.
2: Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, like I said, that that side of the Lancashire, especially. Um, I've got a I've got a soft spot for that place. So, yeah. for that place. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. We might be able to do a
1: relay team uh, out of the uh, it, yeah. out of all the podcast guests from this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Sounds good. I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, coming towards the end of the episode, Tom um where can like we've already established where people can get more help from so gps and things like that uh what talk about you so where what 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 are you doing where are you going to be next how can people reach out
2: to you or follow you yeah so um you can reach out to me through my website uh so mentalhealthfranial.co.uk um there's my Instagram account, which I'm very active on. It's what my platform is, um, which is mental underscore health underscore runner. Um, and if for other things, other things as well, I've, there's a TED talk out there as well um, called Surviving the War Against Yourself. So surviving the fight in the war against yourself, um, which is a 10 minute talk, um, a little bit more explained of obviously what we talked about today. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy my book. Uh, I which, I say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which is, uh, yeah, so it's available pretty much everywhere, every good bookstore, um, and also for the Kindle. I was going to say it's um, on Kindle. Yeah, yeah. So the, the important thing is why I find it so important is because when I wrote the book, it is my life story in regards mm. to my mental health journey. Um, but I couldn't write the book without getting Amber involved and not just as a proofreader. You know, I, I strictly believe that the carer's side of mental illness Mm
1: -hmm.
2: is not talked about
1: um
2: and because the the sex appeal as it were is the people who are suffering is the Mm. the story behind the mental illness so amber is quite unique in the fact that it's my life story when i meet amber for the first time amber now starts to have chapters as well so it's two stories in one so anyone can read the book get an idea of how amber was what amber was going through Uh, um and identify as oh maybe i'm the carer in my own life i need to get some help or mm-hmm. i'm identifying as tom i'm a sufferer i had to get some help
0: mm-hmm. so
2: it's a it's a self it's a self-help but not a self-help book <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 only a it's, it's a small read as it were um my mum took great pleasure in 172
1: saying... pages i'm just i'm just looking at it
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, my mum took great pleasure to say I read it all in one sitting when it took us about a year and a half to write. <laughs> um, so um so yeah, uh, again the book is there, it is my life, very candidly put out there. Um as as it was essentially. Um and then yeah, outside of that, uh, I've got my own running club in Lincoln. I could Run to Run Lincoln, um, so part of the Brooks Run Happy team. Um I'm doing something called the B- Operation Samaritan. Um, And that is basically, I've made 3,000 laminated tags uh, for the Samaritans details. I've got some. I need to go out and put them out. I need to go and put them out. Yes, you do. (laughs) I know. I forgot. I forgot that I had them. But I will do that. Don't worry. I have got them. Um, uh, And they're basically just, as you know, it's just details of the Samaritans where we could put up on railings, bus stops, things like that, just so people have, either starts a conversation, people can see it and take note, Or maybe if someone is at the point of crisis and they're on the way to attempt something, it might just help them in their time of need. Um, And yeah, they're all over the UK and Ireland. Um, Mm -hmm. There are about a thousand put up now. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that feels fantastic. I will Um, do it. I have a long run on Sunday and I will go out whilst running. I will
0: take them in my little bum bag and I will put them out. Don't you agree. I will do that. Good.
1: So your long run's going to turn into an interval session because you're going to be stop, start, stop, yeah. start. I'll, yeah. I'll allow it for this. I'll allow it. <laughs> he, he hasn't got permission to do an interval session, but you know, if, he, if he takes too long in the rest, I'll have him for it.
2: <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, the, the last thing, of all the extraordinary other things I do um, is... This this week, especially, is incredibly busy for me. Um, mm. could dedicate my life outside of work as a mechanical engineer for mental health. Uh, I go around, as we kind of briefly talked about, about mental health, and um, I've got a couple coming up in America. Um, I've got a lot in the UK around businesses, colleges, unis, um, some schools, um, podcasts. And public speaking, um, and podcasts, yeah, podcasts, of course, yeah last but not least of course mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, and yeah just talk about mental health and it, it is it's fantastic it, it, it's it, it, I, I love it because it's so cathartic mm. not just for me but it's really eye-opening that when you speak to a group of year sevens for example, which has happened um, and when you say right any questions ask me anything from what football team support to you know the hard bits and one student asking you, are you okay sir?" Not only is it weird someone saying, sir, to you, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, that kid just asking, are you okay? And, mm-hmm. you know, not only do I feel like my job is done because I've helped one person, mm-hmm. but for them to stand up in the whole year group and to ask that question mm-hmm. is is testament to how important it is to how we talk about mental health. Yeah, um, And we break down that barrier, that wall we built of mental health stigma, and history serves us right. We're good at breaking walls down. Yeah. So, we can do it and if it means talking every day in my life essentially about myself <laughs> um, it, it, you know it, it's it's a life well lived it's something I can look back on and say you know I did that or you know at least I tried. That's I mean, it's, such a,
1: it, it's such an easy question to ask isn't it but probably yeah. a question that's not asked very often mm. Um and we talked about this on the previous episode it's the follow-up to that um, that's it yeah because if if you say to someone oh, are you okay you you often get the response yeah I'm all right a bit tired or yeah I'm all right I've been better but there's yeah, there's yeah. nothing after it's like what do you mean by that or mm. you know do you want to talk about it a little bit more it's having these conversations it's yeah, such yeah. a it's such an easy question but such a hard thing to ask especially as well when someone you know somebody goes through mental health problems as well you almost yeah, yeah. feel that That stigma to actually ask them that question. Um as if it's gonna trigger something.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I do say when when people ask a question, much like what you said, is I always do a thing called um ask twice, listen once. And what I mean by that is when you ask the question, you know, are you okay? Like you said, most people go, Oh, I'm just tired, or yeah, I'm all right, and or it's all right, yeah, whatever. But the second time you ask it, the, I can't, there is a percentage out there. I can't, it's under 30%. Under 30% of people would then still say, "Yeah, I'm fine. Just leave me alone." Mm. It drops massively, and you're that person, is individual, is more likely to say, "Actually, something isn't right, and I need to sit down and talk about it," because you are opening the gate. Then you're, you're showing that person: not only do you want to know if they're okay. But you're not just asking them because it just seems to be a kind thing to do. You're asking them because you are interested. You want to help. Um, Even in my experience, when someone's asked me twice and I still go, "No, just leave me alone. I need my time. I need my space. I still know from, again, the BPD really doesn't help with this. But I still know that that person has metaphorically said, right, I'm going to sit next to you. My arm is out around your shoulder and I will listen to you if you need to talk to me. Yeah, and there's been times where even with the run happy team, people have done that to me, and I've not been able to say something isn't right because they live miles and miles and miles away. They don't quite understand what I've got happened recently. Mm-hmm. But I know when I have reached out to those people, gone, I've just texted them at two o'clock at night. Are you awake? Can we have a chat? Because I know that they're there, um and it's such a strong thing to do. Is when that person who's struggling knows. Okay, they're sat next to me metaphorically, and they're waiting for me to talk. They are there. Mm. Um, that I'll stress it though. That's not to say if the first time they say actually something's not right, listen to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah listen to them. <laughs> <then>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, like I said, it's at twice, listen once. Is is kind of like my own philosophy regarding that. Mm.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
2: That's Absolutely great. amazing. Thank you very much for coming
0: on, Tom. Um It's a pleasure. I, could sit, I literally could sit here all night listening to you talking to you, but we try to keep them relatively short. The episodes because people get bored of me and Ben sometimes. So what we'll do is potentially in the future we'll we'll get you back in if that's up that's okay with you. We can have another conversation. Yeah. We'll carry on the conversation. We can potentially meet up in Manchester. We'll have a look at that. Doing that. Um That's good to me. It's it's a re- it's a really 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 important message that you've you've an inspirational message as well. you've portrayed tonight it's been really really good to listen to you so thank you very much and for for being so open and honest yeah um it's been really really good
1: yeah i think uh it's it's hopefully going to start a lot of conversations but mm -hmm. i think thanks for coming on the show and thanks for being you and talking so well about such a uh a difficult subject Mm -hmm.
0: and thank you for doing what you're doing thank you thank you
2: thank you i appreciate it thank you
0: absolutely amazing absolutely amazing such a inspiring motivational hard-hitting story from tom there I'm speechless. I, like i say i could i could sit there all night and just listen to him talking uh, about his, his his life his story um i think i mean I probably, you can
1: you can see why he does what he does. <laughs> Obviously, the inspiration, the motivation, is there to do and change people's lives because of what he went through. Yeah. But uh, He's such a captivating speaker. Yeah. Right. Like, really. You is. can you can see why he goes into schools, and I think I've got to absolutely look at reading his book. Yeah. Um, um, because, definitely. as he said, like it's from the perspective of him, and I think he called his partner. Amber, the mental Amber, health yeah. era. Yeah. Um, so it, it it already is such. Uh, you know, it, it's an in, interesting uh, topic. Mm. Uh, it's a. It's there's a lot of stigma attached to mental health, but there is. He's, he's very open, yeah. and I'd imagine that book's going to be exactly the same and quite enlightening.
0: Yeah, and when we when I um, arranged for him to come on, uh, I asked him, "Is there anything that you do want to talk about?" And he said, "No." Um, he wants to talk about anything that we want to talk about. And I think that's why he came across so well that he did, because he is that open. He is that honest. And and, and and don't get me wrong, there's people out there that won't want to talk about it, and that's absolutely fine. But I think he said it in the podcast, it's cathartic. It makes him feel better being able to talk about it. And we talked about it on Monday with, uh, with Dave, around talking about your mental health really helping and and we talked briefly about it with joe as well and i think the the the, the take-home message for me for this week has definitely got to be running really does help people's mental health as well as talking about your mental health and recognizing when you are struggling recognizing when you are starting to become unwell um but having that opportunity to, to talk and open up really does help people.
1: And I think it's important to say like, if, as you said, some people, they they don't, they don't want to talk and we've obviously got to respect that that's something they don't want to do, but they're obviously um, maybe people listening to this podcast that, you know, have taken some comfort from listening to people talking about it. And that's what we hope. And that's what we wanted to have achieved when we put these episodes together and, and, It was touched on in that interview there that one of the best things you could do, I didn't know, was to go on and and look at uh, listening to TED Talks Mm -hmm. about -hmm. mental health. Um, So I think if if you are listening to this episode and you've listened to any of the previous episodes this week, um, there is plenty of resource out there. We're going to put some of the resource out in the show notes of each episode um, and obviously on our Instagram, uh, Facebook and TikTok accounts um but it's it's probably just worth mentioning to people that you're not alone I guess if you are struggling with mental health and yeah um you, you always probably uh if you don't know hopefully you do now you can find someone to reach out to
0: yeah definitely definitely what a week it's been amazing absolutely amazing i've loved every single minute of it it's been such an inspiring week um say hard hitting People's raw stories coming out, but it's been hopefully people that are listening have found benefit from it and have enjoyed listening to the episodes. That's why we did three episodes this week, just to raise the awareness of mental health, mental health awareness week. Um, so I really do hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we are back next week. We have got a Potter's Hearth special uh, that's featured Potter's Hearth off is featured in this. Uh, months Runners World magazine as in a little excerpt in the the magazine just to describe what it is uh, so it's, it's a well run well run um, race so we'll get I think Natalie's coming on and she's going to bring somebody else in one of the race directors so that's going to be a good episode as well so listen out for that So, if you have got any questions about anything that we discussed this week, there is plenty of people out there that you can reach out to. If you've got any questions for us, please let us know, um, and we can point you in the right direction if we can. Um, And I hope you've enjoyed the week, and we will see you
2: all later.
1: See you later.